everybody. I'm Dave. And I'm John. And this is Coffee in Capes, our podcast about two of our favorite things, drinking coffee and talking about geek culture. Yes, I feel like we're a little behind on this one. Dave yeah. went on a trip with his family. We forgive him. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Yes. Family's important, guys. Vacations are important. They're good for your mental and emotional health. Not everything should always be focused around uh, jobs, work, those kinds of things. So, um, yeah, take a little time off. Hopefully you're listening to this on some kind of little vacation. Yeah, we're in the car traveling, traveling, traveling. That's some sort of, sort of uh, malapropism of, uh, of driving and traveling. Traveling. Yeah. There you go. I got it. We're good. New word. It's a, it's a new word. here first, yep. folks. Yep. Traveling. Maybe you're on here for all your traveling needs. Yes, all your traveling needs. Maybe you're on your way to uh, San Diego Comic-Con. Ooh, that would be cool. I hope you are. Let us know if you are, please. That would be so fun. That Right? I wish we, next year we're going. We will be at C2E2, though. We will be. You know who we know is at San Diego Comic-Con? Who? Uh, Our new friend, Ruben. Uh, Oh, Ruben Nahara, the, uh, yes, the creator, uh, one of the artists on... Uh, the best Archie comic ever, who we keep saying we're going to interview and we will. It just the schedule keeps not working out. But yeah, that's coming at soon point. at some yeah. point soon. Uh, sometime before the year is up. <laughs> yes. And Kevin Costner. We're going to um, interview Kevin Costner. I can't promise that, but I can tell you uh, I was recently at the Field of Dreams site for the first time. So that was fun. That's the whole reason I made that joke just yes. now was so yes. I was hoping you'd bring that up. There that was my there's my Kevin epic. Costner yeah uh, connection for this this uh, episode is that we were recently at the Field of Dreams movie site. Uh, it was and you played pretty great and yes okay. we had a catch. It's awesome. That's that's really awesome. Like I want to go out there and and do that. That'd be really cool. Um, yeah, it was fun. <sighs> well, folks, you found us. Thanks, thanks for finding us. Uh, in whatever manner you did uh let's go through the usual rundown of all the ways you can connect with us yeah so if you're watching us obviously you found us on youtube right hi. so hi everybody uh we're also on all your podcast listening places like spotify itunes google podcast stitcher you know across the podcast universe uh, we are on social so all the Instagram, realms you could even say the, that we're in all the podcast we're, realms we're all the podcast realms good one that's good buddy um so we are on social instagram coffee underscore the letter n underscore capes on instagram we're on facebook coffee and capes all one word we're on twitter we are going to be heading to tiktok at the request of our friends christina and amanda are you sure about that we're just going to stab at it and see how it goes. It's, it's going to stab gonna, us, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be silly, I think. Like, I don't even know what to do, but you know what? That's all right. Uh, self-deprecating humor, folks. If you can't laugh at yourself, right? What are you going to yeah, laugh at? Absolutely. Yeah. Right? And email. You can email us at supers, S-U-P-E-R-S, at coffeeandcapes.com, right? And then you can also find our website. You can go to comics.coffee in your little web browser thingy up top, or you can type out the whole name of the website, coffee, the letter N, the word capes.com. Also, next week, we will announce the winner of our free coffee and comic for a year giveaway. Woo! Yay! Yeah. Yeah. So thanks, everybody, for entering. It's great. 
all kinds of excited people about it. Uh, and we do have some, we're working on some cool changes to our coffee and comic subscription service. So keep a weathered eye towards the horizon. Um, if you have magic eyes, you can probably see what we're planning, but keep it to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so there are lots of people excited, but I also heard that there are lots of goats that are excited about this big announcement. Yes. Screaming goats. Yes. Screaming goats. Screaming goats. Um, Dave, what is our coffee of the week this week? Well, since you can probably tell and probably guess if you can't see that uh, we're talking about Thor Love and Thunder today. So one more time, uh, today's episode is brought to you by the letter A for Asgardian Amber. The letter A. <laughs> yes, the letter A, Asgardian Amber. Um, it's, it's a really good coffee, guys. We've, we've had a lot of good feedback on that one. It is a limited edition roast, however. So get yours now before, um, before, before the it's runs gone. out. Yeah, before it's gone and it's not available anymore. It is a medium so. roast. It's a single origin medium roast. It has notes of blueberry, raspberry, honey, and milk to bring the thunder. Yes, bring the thunder. Bring the thunder. All right. You put the hammer down. I'll put the hammer down. That's such a good one. Okay. So, uh, fan fiction? Yeah. What do you got? You got something? Fan fiction comes from Barbell Viking 1988, Alan, this week. Uh, he, it was on the last podcast episode, which was focused kind of around the 1980s and a little bit of nostalgia. And he actually said, I, I haven't listened to the podcast yet, but if you're going to list Superman 4, you better address Superman three as well. Uh, and I did point out that we did a little bit, right? Uh, I think that we addressed the fact that neither one of us could really remember what it was about, but we remember yeah. Richard Pryor was in it. Yeah. There was <laughs> some, you know, in, in retrospect, there was some stuff that we missed in that episode, by the way, like gremlins. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I got yelled at for not mentioning, uh, by my friend Kathy uh, for not mentioning um, Princess Bride because I quote that movie all the dang time. Oh, was Princess Bride in the eighties? It yeah. was, wasn't yeah. it? Oh, yeah, I love that movie, man. I know, me too. It's such a good movie. I mean, I tried to like say, the... well, it wasn't a franchise, so it doesn't count, and she she wasn't buying that excuse. No, that's that's fair. Fair enough, Kathy. Fair yeah. enough. Your yeah. point is well taken. I and I really have to say this, like even as an adult, we talk about movies being pretty close to perfect from beginning to end i'm gonna venture out and say princess bride is perfect from beginning to end i can't argue no and i wouldn't right? and i don't want to because i i agree yeah and it's probably one of the most quotable movies too Absolutely. i love quoting that movie it, there's so many great moments i knew not suppose you could speed things up <laughs> Right. So, so good. Mandy Patinkin and uh, Andre the Giant are phenomenal together. They really are. Phenomenal. That whole that whole crew is just the whole cast yeah. is fantastic. It's such a good movie. Absolutely. We miss that one. Gremlins uh, good. I can't believe we I never even thought about it with Gremlins, but that's a great point, too. Like we we completely missed it on Gremlins there. Yeah, we're going to have to swing back through, I think, and do uh, do like an, a 90s episode as well. Yeah. 
I think it'll be the polar opposite of what our 80s episode was. Um, but hey, we'll give it a swing, right? Sure. Yeah. Um, so thanks, Alan. Yeah, agreed. Superman 3, not good. Superman 4, terrible. What happened? Hold on. Oh my gosh. What is going on here? Why did I just... Oh boy. This is be a problem for They're trying to tell us that uh, we, we only have 10 minutes left. Guys, we record on Zoom and somehow, some way... They're trying to just... tell us we don't have time. Yeah. If, we, if you can't get it fixed and we run out of time, we'll just splice this in the next half of this together okay as a matter of fact we just stop now yeah and then reconnect you want me to okay all right well so... hopefully we're back that was weird and annoying and obnoxious sorry everybody yeah that's okay we had it figured out for them it's probably just like a half a second for us, it was hoping. eternity. Here's hoping. It's like a whole time travel thing. That's pretty yeah, awesome. We turned right back to the spot where you where you where you left off. You could say we went back to the future. <laughs> you could say that. Um, what were we talking about? I don't, I don't know. know. Let's just move on. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> yeah, let's move on. <laughs> so today's topic, Dave. Thor Love and Thunder. All right. Love and thunder. I, I think hey. in all fairness, before we dive into this, it's really important for anybody that's new that is listening to us. Uh, Dave is a massive Thor fanboy. It's true. Yeah. It's Huge true. Thor fanboy. So just get ready for all of the love and thunder that <laughs> pours out of Dave around this movie. I am anticipating. Uh, I Well, yes, but I thought you were going to say something else. I thought you were going to say for all those that are new around here. Uh, here's our standard disclaimer. Oh yeah, we got to do that. It's we have no ability or, frankly, desire to keep spoilers yeah, from. We lack filters. Yeah, we lack filter. We're going to talk about anything and everything about this movie. Uh, so if you have not seen it and you do not want it spoiled, we recommend that you pause right now and go see the movie and come back. Right, including it's tied to Ted Lasso. <laughs> right exactly exactly yeah. correct so all the spoilers ahead here there be spoilers so if that uh, is not what you want then you need to wait please to listen to the rest of this because otherwise you're going to be mad at us and we don't want you mad at us right we want you enjoying um, this time together yeah we like it so let's get into it right let's let's kind of start from the beginning um dave what was your initial thought of the movie as you sat down as I sat down to the movie, I as thought, the movie started. As the movie started, I thought, "Let's go! This is going to be so so great." Well, actually, that's not entirely true because I saw it maybe three days after it opened. I saw it on the Sunday, and we'd already heard that reviews were iffy. So yep. I had a I sat down with a little bit of uh, apprehension, to be honest with you. Um, Same. I was, I was obviously I'm excited about it. I want this to be great. The source material is so fantastic. Yeah, the source uh, material. Last week I went back source. and I was reading uh, reading some of the the early is issues of Jason Aaron's run on Thor. Um, gosh, that's so good. It's it's my favorite run of any comic. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty phenomenal. Uh, I managed to actually get my hands on uh, Thor, God of Thunder. 
issue number two or number four. Anyway, the first appearance of Gore. Yeah, like I, I went out and hunted one down. Um, one, just that run, the Thor God of Thunder run is is beautiful. Like it truly is. Right. Was it Thor God of Thunder that yeah. Thor was introduced? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. I'm not yes. off. And then, you know, we, and the source material, like you said, is, is phenomenal. Like Jane ending up being a Thor. You know, the one thing we, we didn't see was from the source material where it deviated pretty hard deviation was right. How Jane wound up with Mjolnir was, was different, right? Because sure. Thor and Gore first square off in the comics. He was, was it? No. Was well, it when Nick he Fury? first squares off, it was young Thor. So he wasn't even worthy yet. Right. He didn't yeah. have Mjolnir yet in the comic. Right, yeah. But so your question is, you know, what was I thinking? Well, I, I was super excited. I wanted it to be amazing and awesome and all of the superlatives, but I was a little apprehensive. How about you? Yeah. Same, same. I was, I, you know... I usually go into these things pretty excited or pretty like me, right? This one, I was, I was like firmly in the middle. I didn't really know what I was going to think. And I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about the movie. Um, the reception had been lukewarm. I was going into it with the idea, though, that the only Thor movie that really got like the credit that it truly deserved was Ragnarok. Yes. Right. Uh, Thor Dark World, we know, was was kind of one of those that people were like, meh. And the first Thor, some people loved it. And it, it, again, it was kind of one of those that some people were like, meh. Um, Dark World being the lowest rated out of all of them. For sure. Some people and, put that as the worst of all the Marvel movies. I think. Yeah, some people but... believe that. Yeah, no, Morbius yeah. clearly owns that crown. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to stab that one to death over and over and over again. Somebody needs to stab it right in the heart. Somebody needs to put a stake in it. Uh, maybe Blade will. Maybe just like he'll show up and just. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't that be great if we yeah. just saw uh, the new Blade? The very first scene is him staking Morbius. I mean, like, <laughs> you're welcome. Okay. And yeah. then just, just heads out. Um, all right. So the other thing that I. I tried to take into account going into this is Ragnarok set the bar real high. Yes, for sure. So the expectation for Tika Waititi's follow-up to Ragnarok, right, is going to be insanely high in the and eyes it was of for me. everyone. And, yeah. Right? Yeah, I know better. Um, now, I will say I wasn't a big fan of the first, like, probably 15, 20 minutes of the of the movie okay the doesn't it set up with uh korg telling the story it's the guardian stuff the guardians oh, of the galaxy okay. stuff okay. okay i felt was kind of just like it felt kind of thrown in there yeah I, I that's what i was gonna say it felt shoved in yeah it there wasn't a lot to it it was it felt very just kind of fan serving, like an attempt to just be like, here you go. Here's some Guardians of the Galaxy. We're just going to do this really quick and done. So, which I thought was a, a, a massive miss. Yeah. Like, <sighs> I just, 
John, I got to tell you, overall, I was disappointed in this movie. Were you? Yeah. I, I thought it got better it to as be it went on. so damn good. Yeah. And it's fun and it's funny and it's 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 good to me. It, uh, I don't want to get to the end, I guess, already, but it's good, but it's not great. And I damn it, I wanted it to be great. Yeah. Because Ragnarok was great. I've got Ragnarok in the top three of of all time Marvel movies. Yeah, I, I don't have Ragnarok that high, but it, it's definitely in the top five for sure. And, you know, well, top three of the standalone ones, not including the like the end game in Infinity War. But OK, that's fair. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that, again, this movie fell victim to. One, that opening Guardian scene, I think probably lost a ton of people right out of the gate, at least fans. Right. Because fans are like. You just kind of shoehorned this in. Yeah, you didn't really give him anything to do. Right? I didn't need it. It was really just a montage of Thor getting in shape. And then, you know, uh, Star-Lord, you know, Peter Quill just rolling his eyes at him over and over and over and over, <laughs> right. and, over and over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, you know, we got some Rocket. We got some Drax. And it just seemed, I don't know. It, just it going through the motions, kind of. Yeah, just going through the motions. Uh, and I think that that unfortunately sets the tone for the movie, right? It, at least it, it kind of did. I was like, if the whole movie, at least for me, I thought I remember thinking to myself in that that opening sequence, if the whole movie is like this, this is gonna be not good. Um, like I'm not gonna be happy with it. Yeah. Now I will say, for me probably after half an hour i saw the movie get better mm-hmm. right uh when jane got involved i think kind of specifically it seemed to get better um gore you know i think there was a lot of of expectation around gore as a villain because christian bale was in the role yeah and I think they set it up pretty well. I mean, it's a it's a little different from the from the the comics and the source material, but if you will, but mm-hmm. I think they set up the emotional stakes of his story pretty well. I think so too, right? And I I do have to say, you know, like Gore, like the emotional stakes and Gore grabbing the Necro Sword and and killing that first god mm-hmm. is like, oh, okay, like this is. But then we never see him kill another god, really. Yeah. Which, which I thought was kind of a miss, right? We see the aftermath. Yeah, right. Yeah, we never really get to, we get to, that's true. We never get to see him in action again. Other than like, what did somebody say? My son said he saw somebody on TikTok or something like, it's not Thor the God Butcher, it's Thor the Child Kidnapper or something. Gore the Child Kidnapper, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that was more of what we saw than anything is we saw him go after Asgard. No, we saw the, as you say, we saw the aftermath. We saw like. Sif without an arm. Or Sif, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But we didn't see him do it. Right. And so it lessens the fear factor for him. Right. And when you see, you know, if we go back and we look at something like Thanos in uh, Endgame and Infinity War you see him kill these people. You see him like crush Loki's throat. It's, it's a, you know, you see the, uh, the black order 
right? Um, tear through people. Yeah. Tear through people. So you, you get to see that. You don't see that with gore. It, it was, it was so just here's those images of the like distress calls. And yeah. some of that was cool. Like some of those were images straight out of the books, which were great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But not enough of it to, to make the impact it needed. No. And, and, you know, um, we talk about often like liberties with source material, mm-hmm. right. In order to achieve something. I felt like there were too many liberties taken with the source material from this one to try and cram it into a single movie. This storyline to me, and I'm sorry, I keep cutting you off, but this storyline to me is, is a spanning, like in-depth storyline that crosses time and space and everything else. Right. And in actual years, it was a seven year arc. That Jason mm-hmm. Aaron wrote seven right. years. I mean, you can't cram seven years of of a monthly book into two hours, right? So they were never going to be able to do that full thing. So I, you know, I understand that. Um, I, I kind of, I kind of feel like I have, I see this movie on sort of three planes or uh, three realms, maybe. Um, that on its surface, it's super campy and over the top and you know just probably what Taika Waititi wanted you know clearly he wasn't too very interested in diving into the 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 deeper questions that are inherent in this story like that our gods are gods worthy in general yeah. like, should we should anybody be and I say this as a professional clergy person like should anybody actually be worshiping a god anywhere are any of them worthy right yeah and that's the to me, a very compelling question that the books ask and that the movie hints at. Mm-hmm. And I, it's possible that because I want it to be good and because I want it to follow some of those same things, I might be seeing something that's not there. But right. I do wonder if on some like either really high or really deep, whether you want to think about it, like secondary level, if this movie really is asking those questions, if it really is a whole like pretty picture, like big, loud, lots of colors and all that, like to sort of distract you from the, from the actual question it's asking, which is, are these gods worthy? And the answer for most of them are no. Well, yeah. I mean, you see the other interactions, right. With like, when they go to, uh, what is this city called? Omnipotence City. Omnipotence City, right? And they run into all the other gods and they run into Zeus, right? Played by Russell Crowe, which was, I got to be honest, I didn't expect that portrayal out of him, right? Yeah. When I think of Russell Crowe, I think of very serious stuff. I think of, you know, Gladiator. I think right. of, you know, you just go down the list. Inside Man or whatever. Yeah. Inside yeah. Man. Right. Yeah. So there's, no, there's a called? ton of different. Anyway. I don't know. Cinderella Man was a good sure. one, yeah. right? There's, yeah, yeah. there's a bunch of different stuff. He's a very good dramatic actor. I enjoy his stuff a lot. Yeah. So to see him be super campy, over the top, a little effeminate in his voice with the curly hair and everything else. And this, 
I got to admit, as he walks down the stairs to go talk to Thor and he flips his little, yeah, his little skirt thing up. Um, I thought he was funny. Yeah, for sure. And I was surprised by it. I was like, okay, he's funny. Um, and he doesn't take himself serious and he doesn't seem to be worthy of like the worship of followers. Right. 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 Which to your point was the whole thing that Gore was going after was like, gods are not worthy because they don't actually care. Right. Correct. Right. And so this, Zeus the opening it. scene set that up pretty well. Like, you know, Gore's daughter dies and then he gets to the Oasis thing and the God is like, screw you, screw you. Like you're only, your, your peer pain doesn't matter. You only exist to serve me. Yeah. Right. The God was arrogant. He was a total jackass. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and he, and he wasn't there to help. Like, you know, right. Christian Bale's like, we prayed to you. We lost everything. Yeah. You know, we had faith at the end when everything was gone, when my daughter died, like all of this. And I was like, I don't care. Yeah. I, I don't care. care. Right. And Russell Crowe like furthered that. Yes. At, very much as, so. As Zeus. Right. Like when he went down and like talked to Thor and he's like, of course I'm scared, but he's never going to get here. And those people like, they don't, they don't, they matter. don't deserve our, right? right. They don't count. They don't matter. They don't deserve our whatever. And you know, Chris Helmsworth, like his portrayal of Thor is always phenomenal. He's always great, but he, he makes it clear. He's like, you're wrong. Yeah. Like, that's why we're here. You're wrong. Yeah. Um, but all those gods, right, were on board with like Zeus's ideas. We're right. just going to hang out and, you know, party it up and, and who cares about everybody else? And right. that, that important aspect seemed like a very small, like quiet subtext to the movie yes. when at the end of the day, it's the main driver for everything that happened. And instead in this, what felt like the main driver was Thor and Jane trying to get back together and reconcile and everything else. Yeah. Right. That's, a, I think that's, a, that's, that's apt. Um, and so that's part of what was kind of disappointing. Um, now to your point, like so one of the major changes to the Gore character, um, I didn't remember this until I reread the books, but Gore is actually in, in the books, he's actually agnostic at best and maybe an atheist. Like he gets kicked out of his little community because he's decided that the gods aren't aren't paying attention. There aren't either aren't gods or they aren't paying attention. Right. Yeah. And everybody else, like, it's like, oh, how dare you? Like it was a pretty good send-up of like fundamentalist faith groups that are like, oh, you can't, you're not allowed to question anything. You have to just accept whatever it is that we say about this God and do the thing that we say, otherwise you're going to be ostracized. And that's exactly what was, what happened to him. So to give him kind of the, the opposite, you know, where he's like the most faithful and, um, and the biggest believer was kind of a, you know, it was a little bit of a shock, but it worked. I thought, like, I thought that part worked. <clears throat> yeah. And, I, and you know, it would have been, I don't know. I, I'm not sure again why they deviated on that aspect of the source material. It's easier right? to make a scene with one person and his and his daughter than it is with the whole community of folks. Yeah, I I, I think so. Yes. Um, and you know, Christian Bale is is gore in the scenes that we saw him in. You know, 
Christian Bale's phenomenal. He's, sure. he's a great actor and yeah. he did a great job um, with kind of what he was handed. Right. I, and I think that they really missed it by not showing him like slaughtering these gods and squaring off and having those conversations with the gods, right. Of, that he's killing because <clears throat> that's, that's what it was based on. But it, it really felt like the stuff that was given the most attention, right. And the most screen time was Jane and Thor. Right. Which I'm yeah yeah it's true and it might be okay too like it's interesting that who who ends up being worthy of Molnir is not a god at all mm -hmm. but a human <clears throat> right yeah right like and she's so, the one who pulls it together she, uh -huh. she's the one who like, literally yeah <laughs> yeah literally brings all the pieces back together and create and you know is able to wield Mjolnir yeah um, and that was that ended up being a cool power by the way the way that the hammer would separate and then come back together yeah and let's give a huge shout out to natalie portman because she oh. was freaking awesome she really was dude she was yeah. jacked too she was super jacked i read an interview she said she got in the best shape of her life she's like it's so great to be in to be 40 something and be in the best shape of my life because of this movie <laughs> and she looked phenomenal yeah like oh. she looked strong yes. she if she embodied that any, part yeah, if anybody had any questions whether or not she was going to be able to pull that off, those were all gone. Yeah. Right? She she really, to me, was like a highlight of the movie in that role. Um, and and did, did it justice, right? Yeah. In every aspect. Like when she changed back to Jane and we saw the cancer like ravaging her mm -hmm. body, right? And then she chose and she made the hero sacrifice right. the human not the god yeah. right yeah making the hero sacrifice like really kind of furthered along the idea that you know the gods wouldn't do that well in her reintroduction right it receiving the chemo treatment added pathos to a to a very campy silly movie that was intentionally over the top and that's where i wonder like am i giving Taika Waititi too much credit like is he is he truly a super genius <laughs> where he's like intentionally layering these heavy things in underneath a veneer of camp and silliness I'm not I'm not sure I'm not sure if he's doing that or if I'm just seeing it because I want it to be there yeah I don't know I, I I'd almost want to go back and watch Ragnarok again and and see right I've watched some of his other stuff that he's done like he did a um a pirate show hmm. okay it's a it's a series i can't remember what streaming channel it's on but i've watched a few episodes and it's it's entertaining right but i don't know if he's yeah to your point i don't know if he's the the genius that we all think he is or if, if he's just he's just out to have a good time and make it look pretty which he's good at to me the difference between this and ragnarok i thought ragnarok was legit funny like almost like a buddy cop back to the 80s thing almost like a buddy cop movie yeah like really funny with thor and and hulk yes and and love and thunder was funny but not in the same way it was just like sort of campy funny 
Yeah. So this goes into kind of, if you think back to our conversation, our last podcast, the last episode, there's a little bit of almost like source material fatigue. I think that happens when you take a character along for so long. Mm-hmm. Right. And the evolution. So think about how Thor yeah. evolved. Yeah. Right. The first Thor movie was much more serious. Right. Right. Shakespearean Kenneth was, because it's, yeah, Kenneth Branagh. So the whole like Shakespearean influence and the desire right. to make it. And it was good. I loved it. I loved it. Right. It was yeah. good. Uh, you well, know, you get I'm the glad fish that... out of water part, like with him going yeah. to Earth and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and, you know, I will say I'm glad uh, they stopped making Chris Hemsworth uh, bleach everything. Yeah. Um, right. And then, dark world was good right but it, it i think for some people it went too dark right dark world was supposed to be darker mm-hmm. uh i thought it was good i love the dark elf aspect malekith is uh in the comics is always a good big bad for sure um yeah and, and not for nothing is ends up being the big bad of that whole jason aaron arc along with Gore. yeah yeah that's um, there i guess but still and then formidable. Saw... he's a very formidable opponent for Thor. Yeah. And then we saw in like Avengers and some other like, you know, team ups that they they kind of take the reins off of Chris Helmsworth needing to be super serious Thor mm-hmm. and they let him flex his comedic muscle because Chris Helmsworth is funny. He truly is. Yeah. And he, he really is. He's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um and so people reacted great to it. And then he really got to flex that in, uh, he really got to flex it in Ragnarok. And yeah, big time. people loved it. Yes. And so we saw this evolution of serious, maybe a little too serious. So then we see the reaction to the funny side and we go heavy into the funny side. Yeah, that gets its best rating ever, best Thor movie ever, yada yada yada. And now we've leaned too far into it. That's how it felt to me. Yeah, um, there's still good things. Like I, I'm I'm hiding Valkyrie in the background. Years, years ah, later. she's great. Dude, yeah, right. She's so amazing. Tessa Thompson is fantastic. Tessa Thompson's fantastic in a lot of stuff. If you oh, watch Westworld, sure. yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yes. She's so good in Westworld. She is, and. You know, we said this about Jane. Dude, Tessa Thompson's jacked in this movie, too. Like, she yeah. she looks the part of a immortal tough warrior. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Right? Um, and I think that... I think she got a little lost in this film, too. Yeah, they could have done more with her, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they could have done more with her. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, but she was... Yeah, Tessa Thompson was phenomenal. Uh, Tika Watiti as Korg, right? A little bit of comic relief that yeah. you know popped in from time to time. Yeah, was was fine. I get a little tired. Goes, of his, I'm a little tired of his shtick on that one. Yeah, it, it kind of goes into that. Uh, I'm going to go back to the '80s thing. Chris Rock's appearance in Lethal Weapon. Mm, okay, in the Lethal Weapon series, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. It's fine, but it made it too too lighthearted at times when it shouldn't have been as lighthearted and maybe that's the biggest issue that i have with this movie is that it's in the comics it's very deep source material right like emotionally mentally it's it's 
tough stuff to dive into and it's yeah and it's asking very, tough questions of life and this movie really didn't unless no. it's happening on that deep level that i'm trying to see and hoping is there yeah and was it fun sure if i step back and i look at it did i have fun as the movie went on yes i had fun as the movie went on when i settled into and realized what i was gonna get out of the movie yeah, right right there were the screaming goats were <laughs> so funny awesome and the boat like i love the the thing they're like they're taking the tours like the tour stuff the here's a little glimpse into what new asgard is doing to try to you know support itself and all the like touristy stuff that was hilarious i thought that was really yeah. funny yeah it was great and they stripped the, stripped tour, the boat tourist and, boat down yeah. and you know create and use tooth nasher and uh tooth grinder tooth grinder the, the traditional names of the of thor's goats like if you're yeah. not if you're not a norse mythology person like that's the that's how he yeah. would get around he had two goats that would pull a like cart or yep. anything, whatever so. and and you know it was it was great to see that yeah come through um and there were some there were some highlights you know heimdall's son that was pretty cool that we got to see heimdall's son right um i was glad we got sif back although that scene especially she it just played as i was watching like why are they so overacting like it was so campy and it just felt like she was really overacting in that part and just like trying too hard and i didn't really get it yeah but i do think so there is a sort of a recurring theme in the um the jason aaron run of thor that people lose a limb <laughs> and uh and, and usually it's thor who has the the fake arm uh, a couple of different times kind of but uh so I appreciate that they brought that aspect in. I don't know. I think I don't know if that's a nod to the comics, but I'd like to think it is that somebody loses Which, a limb. I, I guarantee you is a nod towards Star Wars. Mm. All right. I didn't think of that. Yeah. Like, I guarantee you, like when he did that, that's a nod towards Star Wars because in every Star Wars movie, somebody mm -hmm. loses a limb. Fair. Yeah. I didn't yeah. think of that. But just before we leave that scene, the like the giant, like, sort of ice dinosaur monster thing lying yeah. on its side right there by stiff that's straight out of the comic yep like straight out of the comic cool. yeah and that was that was super cool and i was glad we saw that and i was yeah. like man so we're gonna get some of this and then it was the attack on asgard and the yeah. kidnapping of the kids and the kids put into things and that that like again the deviation from source material like there were some hard lefts in this and there were in Ragnarok as well. Sure. Right? And that's okay, but it, it's got to work all together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. I, you know, it was, it was in, I, I was really glad they didn't try to save Jane from cancer. Yeah. Right. Um, some magical way. I mean, like, Oh no, like we can, call someone and dr strange will come in and do it you know something something like that right yeah and she wound up in Buffalo. call wanda <laughs> yeah call wanda let's not she doesn't make it probably not a bad idea probably a bad idea probably a bad idea uh but she ends up in Valhalla where she runs into heimdall and, and we get to see that moment which yeah. i thought was great um you know and again natalie portman as jane foster was phenomenal and so she good. really did a good job I would be cool with seeing like her come back as a Valkyrie. 
which is what and they did features. in the comics which yeah and and i did like that scene too because there's a similar scene in the in the books like after jane sacrifices herself as thor uh odin is showing her around valhalla and mm-hmm. there's a very similar again here's a spoiler thing like in the books she's about to step into it into valhalla and then she doesn't and the next thing we know she's back on earth and she's uh she's dr jane fonda again um, J- jane fonda sorry gosh dang it. <laughs> they made that joke and I, I did it accidentally jane foster like <laughs> jane foster um <laughs> uh and and then she's because of the way the whole story had gone with the war of the realms there were no more valkyrie and so she becomes the last valkyrie right yeah yeah and uh, i do want to say her costume was awesome so good oh the helmet gosh. helmet yeah. was like on point and it looks I, straight out of the comic i mean that is straight out of the comic yeah and so thor's good. armor that he has is from that 1980s 90s ish 90s yeah 90s ish i have the i have the issue um but that was you know again pulled from a different era kind of spliced in right and it was whole i mean what was clearly going for a whole 80s vibe since we're talking mm-hmm. about his movie with all of the stinking guns and roses like just kept hitting us over the head with the guns and roses okay so i do have to go here and the thing i could have 100 percent done without were the the like uh stormbreaker mjolnir jealousy bit yeah i thought it was kind of funny I could have done without it. Okay. Like to me at that point, like so much other stuff had gone over the top. Yeah. You know, I was like, we could, we could do without this. It's not, it's an unnecessary com- comedic break. What could that time <laughs> have been used okay. for? Fair. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like what else could that screen time have been used for? Like, I don't know, more gore going after gods. Yeah. More gore from gore more gore from gore like i would have i would have loved yeah. to see that yeah and you know this is this is us being fans and nitpicking from the base of for sure fan which is what you yeah. do yeah is the movie terrible no not at all i i don't think it's terrible um is it great is it worthy of ragnarok praise not even close no it's not it's not, not even worthy. close is it probably on par you know, with Dark World, for me, I, yeah, it's yeah, very I different seen Dark than World Dark in a World. While I might, I, I don't know, it's very sure different it's than Dark World. World. Yeah, like very, very different than Dark World. I think visually, it's more stunning and more appealing sure. in yeah. in that regard. Right? Yeah. It, it looked great. It really did look great. And I thought the action action scenes were pretty good. Hmm. And I especially yeah. like the uh, the black and white fight. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was a cool effect. Yeah, it was a cool effect. Um, I could do without all the Guns N' Roses posters that kept showing up. <laughs> I mean, You're just not a Guns N' Roses fan, Dave. I mean, it's fine, but it doesn't... I don't know. There was a theme, right? We, there we, was we definitely it. a theme. I just thought the in Ragnarok, that moment when Thor is jumping down and coming down like to the opening of uh immigrant song is so good. 
Yeah, that was actually really great. I mean, that's way up there at, toward the top of use of, you know, of music, of, of a song, of a known yeah. song in a movie moment. Like, that was so great. And to mm -hmm. me, none of the none of the Guns N' Roses stuff rose to that level. So I want to I want to kind of touch on this because it just kind of hit me. So James Gunn, right, who Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Does, does Guardians, Guardians mm -hmm. did Peacemaker, <laughs> uh did The Suicide Squad. Yeah. Right? That semi like the the kind of comedic stick that he has known for within those shows right it feels like they hit that sweet spot with ragnarok for tika watiti and yeah. you know maybe everybody got so excited they were like oh this is the next james gunn let's just hand it off to him and and give him free reign but it's not because James Gunn in, in his stuff balances out really well. Yeah. Like really, really well. He, he does the comedy stuff that is perfectly timed, um, has the very serious moments, doesn't shy away from that stuff. Right. You know, I, I went back and watched guardians of the galaxy volume two and man, every time, every single time, like, the scene with rocket at the end where they're watching the, uh, the ravager funeral for Yondu and rockets, like they came like no matter how much mm. they, he yelled at them, no matter how much he did this, like they came and Peter has that like, yeah. Moment of awareness that he's talking about him, that rockets talking about himself. And he's like, of course they did their family. Right. Yeah. Um, James Gunn threads that stuff together so well. Even in Peacemaker, Peacemaker's so over the top at times. Right, like, right. Just absolutely yeah. ridiculous. But the depth of emotion that like John Cena has in his like longing to be accepted by his dad or whatever. Right. Have yeah. You, the, yeah. The complication of that relationship. It's yeah. And and this movie doesn't have that. Not really. No, it, it doesn't have it hints at it, but it doesn't get there. There you go. It hints at it. Between it Thor and Jane is probably the best. The closest and i i heard somebody uh describe in the books like the relationship between thor and jane at that point is more than friends but less than lovers yes and that's that a great is, way of like it. yeah it was a there's they have such a deep relationship by mm -hmm. that point in the books and to oh gosh i don't know how this is going to sound but to me that feels like a better more important place to be than the like oh let's see if we still have like romantic love for each other yeah like the the thor pining to the point of like it's been six years this many months and this it's many like, days right, but yeah. who's counting right it was funny but it became a thread yeah right yeah. instead of in to your point in the comics like his love and respect for jane right is what drives him to try and get her to understand like set the hammer down yeah right yeah and jane's like desire to do the right thing and to be you know to help others keeps her picking it up and they have real conversations and we 
saw that at one moment yes. in the movie. And I think in that moment, we saw the potential of what the movie could have really been. Right. Yeah. If they wouldn't have tried to go so over the top. And then we got back so to like, silly. yeah. Right. Thor, like, ha ha ha. I love you, Jane. Let me, you know, be goofy instead yeah. of like, I don't necessarily need you back, but I'm here because I love you. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Which that's the heart. That's the heart of their relationship mm -hmm. by that point yep. in the books. And I think that's a little more moving to me. Yeah. Um, um, I did like, so I'm glad you brought that up though. Cause there's another example of how like it drew from the, the source material from the books where um, in the books, it's, it's few different people, but they're telling like people that love Jane are telling her you can't pick up the hammer anymore. Right. Because it's killing you because mm -hmm. the, the magic of it that as it's explained in the books and they kind of said the same thing, really but it, it wasn't, it didn't out. really get there, but it was supposed to be, the idea was transforming to Thor removes all the, the cancer from her, but it also removes all the chemo and the treatment. So when she transforms back into human, the cancer comes back, but the treatment doesn't. And, you that's know, right. I guess that's a little comic booky explanation that, you know, why would the one come back and not the other, but that's just how it, Right. That's what that's what they said. So that's why it was killing her because it every time she transformed back, like the cancer had yes, had progressed some and the treatment had not. Right. And exactly. there's this whole scene where they're like, you cannot, if you pick it up one more time, you you will die. Mm -hmm. You will not transform back. And she agrees reluctantly. And then the hammer just shows up on its own, like outside the window, just like that. So I, I appreciate well, those little moments. Yeah, and that's an important piece that we didn't really get to see a lot of. There was a whole lot of like exploration into how Mjolnir was talking to Jane. Yeah. Right? Thor went to the library of the gods to find out some of the history of Mjolnir, if I remember the storyline correctly, right? And learns about like it how it talks cuz it talks. Right? Mjolnir to has Jane. A, yeah, it talks yeah, to Jane. It talks to Jane. Do that to him. Right, yeah. but it didn't do that to him. Um, all right. So before we give it our, our rating, let's talk about the the thing though that I I got really <laughs> excited about. Yeah, it seems like sometimes post credit scenes are just the best part of some of these movies. But we got to see. Uh, you speculated. I'll get. I got to give you credit. You said ages ago when we first heard this that uh, that zeus was going to be part of it it was going to be a way for them to bring in hercules you know hercules or aries right right it hercules or be, aries right yeah right. it was going to yeah. be one of the two yeah. and we wound up with hercules yeah right and hercules was played by uh i don't know i can't his remember name. his name now just roy brett Kent. something is it brett brett yeah brett um i don't remember his last name from but if uh, you watch lasso yeah, if you watch Ted Lasso, right, uh, Hercules was played by Brett Goldstein. Roy, Brett Goldstein. There you go. Brett Goldstein, uh, who plays Roy Kent in Ted Lasso. He's phenomenal yeah. as oh, Roy Kent so in Ted Lasso. Right. He's like truly like a phenomenal character. Um, but there he was as Hercules, right? Like Zeus is laying on the floor. He's caught a lightning bolt through the chest. He's healing from it. He's yeah. angry. He talks about how the people don't fear the gods anymore and he wants and he's angry at the Odin son and how he wants 
to remind them that they're there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, Which so furthers the idea that the gods are terrible and not worthy of, of worship because they're all right. just petulant children. Yes. And he tells his son, I'm going to send you to earth and you're going to remind them that we are here and give yeah. them something to fear again. Yeah. And, and pans, take down Odin's son. And take down Odin's son and it pans and there's Hercules. Yeah. Who in the comics is there's a long history of Thor and Hercules like not getting along even right. when they're on the same team right like right. not getting along um but Hercules also has been an Avenger he yep. has been uh he was a founding member of the champions the first runaround of the champions um so he's he's interwoven through the comics but like for sure a ton of places yes so I'm really excited to see what happens with him um, we're getting some interesting and more obscure almost characters from different aspects of the Marvel universe in the yeah. comics, yeah. which to me, I think it is sometimes more exciting than when they try to do the big characters, right? Because they seem to really do a nice job of taking these more obscure characters that you don't know a ton about and building them yes yeah i agree no it's gonna be great there's part of me that feels like how is hercules on thor's level because hercules is a demigod right at least yeah, in the, usual, the way that usually goes like thor should be able to wipe the floor with him but whatever like it's it's the comics dude you can't. i know yeah i know i know but but yeah like it's he looked the part goldstein looked fantastic as as hercules he did it's gonna be yeah, great. I mean, you only saw for a hand. second, but yeah, and the, the, the little sash. like, yeah, and the little—it's not a hand, the little like crudgel thing, whatever that is that he, yeah, his like little a weapon club. deal, club, yeah, sure. Um, no, it looks great, and what what they're gonna do with him could be fantastic. Yeah, in the comics, he is very arrogant. Oh yeah, yes, and and he, as you said, he and Thor like just just don't like each other. They're just yeah, they butt heads all the time. Yeah, Hercules. Hercules is always poking that bear. Yeah, for sure. Because he's because he's very arrogant. And while, while Thor is a little bit more grounded, right? Yeah. In yeah, in yeah. terms of that kind of stuff, like Hercules is arrogant. He's got a ton of swagger to him. He fancies himself a ladies' man because he comes from the Olympic gods who, you know, right, are, are notorious them. for going down to earth and and seducing everything and creating right. Well, that's his story, right? Isn't Hercules the the product of Zeus and a human woman? Yep. In and, you know, technology. he becomes the champion and over yeah. time, like, you know, all those different things. So right. it'll be, strength. it'll be interesting. I, I'm excited to see that. Uh, yeah. We did get that little blip at the very end that said Thor will be back. Well, it's, yeah. It says Thor will return. The question is, will it be Thor or will it be the mighty Thor? Like who's coming back or both? Right. And we don't know. Right. Because right. I, I think Jane's not going to walk into Valhalla. She's going to come back somehow. Or at least they set that I, up as a possibility. Right. And I'd be cool with that. Like, that'd yeah, be oh, fine. it'd be great. I would love yeah. to see more of her. That'd be awesome. If, if Helmsworth comes back for a, a fourth Thor movie, you know, to go head to head with Hercules and, but, and yeah. kind of go through that. I'm cool with that, too. As long as, you know, we dial it back a little bit. I'd like to see it dialed back a little bit to get back to where. Sure. It started. So here's my theory. Here's go my back final to the theory. Beginning. Go back to the beginning. That is where we got the job. Uh, it always comes back to Princess Bride. Um, yeah. Here's my theory to try to uh, make myself feel better. 
the story starts, the movie starts with Korg telling the story. Let me tell you the story of the space Viking. Right. Yeah. Right. So what if all of the campiness and over the topness or whatever of the story is because it's set up as Korg telling it and that's how he would tell it. He's a stretch. <laughs> yes. But if it makes you sleep better at night, <laughs> right? Yeah. right? I, I think that, I think that this, I think Tika Waititi just leaned too hard into yeah. what went well in Ragnarok and missed the other parts that made Ragnarok so amazing, right? Which were um, those, those heartfelt moments, right? Like where Tess Thompson's character is Valkyrie, you know, they revealed, you know, she was a drunk. She was yeah, drinking right. all the time right. and they and revealed she's missing, missing her, you know, she's drowning her sorrows for missing all of her sisters. And they've hinted at that Gore, Gore hinted at it. Yeah, and it he, was there for like just a moment and then, and then it was gone. Yeah. He poked it. And, and in Ragnarok, we got a whole scene, you know, of her right. fighting yeah. and going through that whole process and everything else. And, you know, there were some, really when you go back to Ragnarok like there's some tough stuff that some really in-depth and heartfelt scenes that helped expand the story and expand the characters and in this I it just it wasn't there right sure and like you know the whole reveal from Hela of the you know here's the true history of Asgard that it's really uh, you know it's a built on a foundation of like blood empire and, and colonialism yeah. and yeah. yeah and and stop trying to put us this nice veneer on that here's who you are once right. again gods aren't worthy they're petulant and and warring and and they aren't paying attention except for thor right and his friends yes thor and friends um well dave before we sign off what would you give this so In our the... patented yeah our patented uh uh coffee and capes rating system is overwhelmed whelmed or underwhelmed and i truly don't know what to give it because I could make a case for all three. <laughs> no, I'm probably not overwhelmed. But uh, so I think I'm going to end up whelmed because I think ultimately, like I said before, it's good. There's there's stuff to like here. It's just not a great movie compared to my here's how I'll put it compared to my expectations. I was underwhelmed. There you go. So I think overall, there are some parts of it that were really, really good that I, that would qualify for overwhelmed. So I think the in the aggregate. I end up on Weld. Yeah. And I think it's key, right? And and I think that as, as reviewers, I guess, I have to take my expectations out and look at it objectively. And I think it had some good moments and it had some not so great moments. I think it leaned too heavy into the, the comedic side of things and a little bit over the top. And, but at the same time, I thought visually it was stunning. I thought, yeah, Tessa Thompson, you know, uh, you know, Chris Helmsworth is always good as Thor. Uh, Natalie Portman as Jane Foster was, was phenomenal. So there, there were, there was great stuff with it too. But for me, yeah, I, I'd agree. Right. It, it was, I was whelmed. Wasn't great. Wasn't terrible. It, it was okay. Yeah. Right? Well, it was okay. One more question for you. Yep. Were you not entertained? I mean, I was entertained. Yeah. I didn't fall asleep. Were you not entertained? 
Ah, Russell Crowe. Gladiator. Man, what a great movie. That was a good movie. Yeah, that's like in my top, my top 10 of all time. I love Gladiator. I don't know if I can go quite that far, but yeah. Ooh, I can. Joaquin Phoenix in that is. Sure. Massive good bad guy. Sorry, I didn't mean to uh, derail your thought there. No, you're good. You're good. All right. Whelmed. We both gave it a whelmed. Yes. Well, go see it and let us know what you think. Like, are you one of the many that just kind of didn't really like it at all? Or did you see goodness in it that we're missing? Like, what what'd you think? Let us know. We would love to we would love to feature your thoughts on Love and Thunder on our next fan fiction. That's right. Awesome. Well, thanks everybody for uh journeying with us. Uh let us know what you think of the movie. And uh, you know, if you we don't usually do this, but We'd love to have you give us a review, you know, five star review. Like, give us a give us a rating and a review. Yeah. That'd always be awesome. We'd love yeah. it. That'd be cool. Yeah, share about us if you can. We'd love it. Thanks for being our fans. We love you. Until next time, shoe believer. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>